Live Degenerates Talk Sports. I'm your host, McKay Armbrust, here with the co-host, the one and only, Quintin A. Bradbury. Brother, we've taken a month off. The Degenerates haven't heard from us in a minute. And all I got to say is, dude, we have a shit ton to talk about. And I'm so excited to kick off this brand new year with you, 2023, the first episode of Degenerates Talk Sports. Welcome back, brother. Thank you, brother. It is good to be here, 2023. I know a lot has already changed for you and a lot has already changed for me. And here we are, bro, rocking it again. Going to be a good year. Got a lot to talk about here. So could break down those segments tonight. We're going best thing we saw in sports this week, keeping it authentic per usual, starting the show off like that. Then our sports segment, fresh off the press. And then the Degen bet segment is what we'll end on tonight. So that's what we got, my friend. I love it. Thank you for that breakdown. And with the best thing we saw in sports this week, I got to say, man, I feel really good about my NFL picks, bro. I felt really good about them. You know, I was I was high on the Chiefs. I really was. I had no doubt that the Eagles were going to win. It really sucked that San Fran's QB got hurt, obviously. But uh, I thought it was just destiny for the Eagles. And Chiefs, it was close. It was close at one point. But uh, ain't no Burrow Town in, in KC, baby. No, that's my home's house. You heard Kelsey say that, baby. So, all right, bro. So talk to me. I know it's been a while, but what's been the best thing you saw in sports this? I'm not going to say this week because, like, it's been a minute. What's been the best thing you saw in sports this year, maybe? Like, this past month? Ooh, this year? Best thing this past month? Dude, it has to be the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, they've won seven of their last eight. We lost to the Ducks for our final game before the All-Star break, which was quite a dagger. That hurt. I don't want to get into that yet. We'll open Pandora's box on that later. But other than that, looking really good. So to start the year, the Avs have been firing me up. Watch the Nuggets this week, bro. They beat the Pelicans. I don't know if you tuned into that game, but uh, I was on TNT late night. Watched it with some of the boys. And uh, yeah, they look good too, man. I haven't watched too much of the NBA, but uh, entertaining to see another dominant Colorado team. So 2023 kicking off real good for sports, bro. I'm I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm loving it. Uh, yeah. And speaking of, I mean, I just told you the best thing I saw in sports this week was related to football, but maybe not so much. February 1st, actually last year, Tom Brady made the original announcement, bro, that he was retiring from the NFL. Obviously, that didn't last. He came back, played. He today announced that he is officially retiring from the NFL. And it looks like, uh, according to multiple reports, that he is going to be a Fox News uh, NFL broadcaster. So um, I pretty much hear that this could be like their sources talking that this is upwards of a 10, a 10 year deal with Fox for for NFL commentating, which is absolutely kind of crazy to think about. But we're hopping into it now, bro. Segment one, this is our sports segment. We're starting with the NFL. Tom Brady, the GOAT, made the announcement. Thoughts on this today, bro? Were you at the stage where you were like, ah, he's already done it. I don't care. Let's move on. Let's cut ties kind of thing. Or were you like, shit, man, he's actually retired? 
I had mixed feelings about it. I saw this straight in the morning when he posted it when I woke up. One of the first things I saw yeah. today. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, Tom, you do you. You've brought a lot to this game. You are the GOAT, undisputedly. You're playing longer than any of these other guys. But it's it's interesting you bring up McKay. Like he he retired the same time last year. Like this is the second time he's doing it. It makes me think what what was this year for, right? What did you gain in this year from football compared to what you could have not as of you retiring your first emotional time? He even said in the video, he said, I'm not going to do it all emotional this time. You only get this once. So I don't know. A lot of mixed emotions towards my way too, bro. Yeah, and like I think you bring up a valid point. It's like he's got to be thinking like was this worth it? Right. Was this year honestly worth it, bro? Because the team wasn't better than it was previously. Right. It certainly wasn't that Super Bowl team that Tampa had a couple of years ago. And he lost his wife. Like that was a huge thing. That was very public. Everything was very public. And when he comes out and he's like, all right, guys, I can't be emotional about this. I'm upset. I'm thankful for the support. But I did this last year kind of thing. It kind of like, I don't know, man. You know, I'm still upset. He's he's the he's the Michael Jordan or the LeBron James of the NFL, right? He's the greatest to ever do it, and uh, I don't think that's debatable. And I mean, I could have could have maybe he went out on a better note last year. I think so, right? I think so. I, I wasn't even going to open the whole divorce Giselle box. You know, he lost his wife. But if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it, bro. We've already ripped it open. Like, this this season, he got divorced from his wife, his mm-hmm. kids. Like, he's not going to see as much as he used to now. He's not a family one. And this was all the decision that he made to unretire and come play another season in Tampa Bay. Right. Right. So, it's quite quite the ending to Tom Brady's spectacular football career right. to go. Just to like right. that, this is how this man's riding off into the sunset. It's uh, it's interesting. My, it's I don't know what to say. Okay, let me ask you this before we move on here, because we got two Super Bowl juggernauts to talk about. Does Tom regret this past year? I can't say because I'm not in his shoes, but. Looking at the big picture from my perspective, the year doesn't look like it turned out too great for him. So I would say, yes, maybe he does regret this year. Yeah, that's a fair point. Let's leave it there. We got two Super Bowl juggernauts to talk about. They're playing in a little under two weeks now. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, bro, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Jalen Hurts, Patty Mahomes, two separate quarterbacks. Um but both great teams overall, both stellar tight ends who greatly affect the offensive game. Uh, pretty good run backs as well. Uh, talk to me about this. How are you feeling leading up to the Super Bowl? Are you leaning one way or not? Are you worried about one specific team? I know, I know the 49ers aren't in it. I know that. And that's hurt your heart. But looking well, forward. Are we, to- are we in a rush tonight? Are we in a rush tonight, my friend? Can we start with what happened with our AFC and NFC championships? Yes, yes, I mean, it's been it's the first pot of the year, bro. Let's, Come let's on. So you and I were both smoking on our picks in NFL this season, like our records will show. And 
coming up to this, I was I was wrong on these two, bro. I thought we I was in store for a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. Like I would have loved to see that. That's what I thought was coming. And to see Eagles and Chiefs, bro, like what do you think about the game? So let's start with that. What do you think about the Eagles forty or yeah? What do you think about these games this weekend? Eagles 49ers, bro. Once I saw Brock Purdy go down, I knew the game was over. Personally, like I just like the quarterback is that's a, such a pivotal key role player. I had no idea who their backup was. Uh, he did come in and play well, though. I mean, he played decent, decent enough, and then he got hurt again. Right, the 49ers were just riddled. Uh, with injuries this year, bro. But here's an interesting thing to talk about that we can, you know, go down a rabbit hole with. I think the 49ers definitely have the talent to go to a Super Bowl in the future, right? Especially in the next couple of years. What the missing piece is, the QB. And uh, I think it was Schefter or the ESPN NFL, they came out and were talking. And um, they were talking about... You know, Jimmy G is unfortunately going to be leaving the 49ers after this year. Like, they, there's no way that the 49ers apparently can keep him. And so, who, who do you want at your QB then? You want Brock Purdy? Let me ask you that as a, as a, I know you're kind of a 49ers fan now with CMC. Do you want, do you think Brock Purdy's enough to lead the team to another Super Bowl, maybe? Well, you didn't get to the first one. But he didn't have a chance either. I mean, story right. that you're missing right. you're missing the QB. You were cl- quite literally missing the quarterback in this a- in this championship game. I I was so upset. It's nobody's fault. But right. yeah, I kind of am a little 49ers fan now. And CMC got his. He he punched in a touchdown in the championship game, but they lost by a lot, unfortunately, to this Eagles team. It's right. a good looking Eagles team, by the way. But I, yeah, I don't know, man. I think that the 49ers should roll with Purdy in the season. Hope that another okay. freak injury doesn't happen, but it's their call. If they have the okay. money, they want to get someone else. Seemed like he did pretty well to me, though, dude. You got any bad comments for the kid? I mean, he went undefeated. <laughs> he got hurt in the championship game. Like, kind of a tough little draw for the guy. Yeah, I mean, he impressed me, honestly, I think. I didn't really know who he was, and he was winning games. And, I mean, he beat my Cowboys, so I don't think we need to talk about that, right? Oh, I would love to talk about the Cowgirls for, please, just two minutes, McKay. No, no, we're not talking. We're not even going to spend any time on it. I'm moving past You don't get to dodge the Cowboys on this podcast, bro. That was a week and a half ago, and it's the first part of the year. We haven't talked any Cowboys. No, I don't no. think it's necessary. You know what I want to happen? I want Jimmy G to the Cowboys, okay? That's what I want. If you want to talk about anything with the Cowboys, that's what I want. <laughs> I want Jimmy G to Dallas. Okay, McKay's dodging a bullet this year. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to poke the bear here. But <laughs> the Cowboys <laughs> did blow it again, not making it to the Super Bowl. Two, well, seasons, gonna... two seasons, 12 and 5. Two seasons. <laughs> What's going to happen next year? Stay tuned to the NFL writers of the script. <laughs> We're going to have to wait and see if America's football team can make it to the big dance for once. I don't know. I never think so. McKay has hope, but that's all we're going to leave it at, bro. I think we've covered enough of this Eagles 49ers game too, bro. Let's move over to the Bengals and the Chiefs because this game was also quite ridiculous. Very and- close. Literally could have gone either way. 
to the final play of the game. And that's how this one happened. So I'll give you the first words. Thoughts, my friend. This game was an exciting game. We knew this game was going to be close. Uh, I think Joe was 3-0 and going into Arrowhead. And um, obviously, you know, Mahomes played really well. I thought Joe played pretty well as well. I think the, the Bengals have struggled a lot this season, and it leads down to the offensive line, bro. And they Joe got sacked, I think, six or seven times that game. And that's that's a lot for a quarterback. When you can't protect your quarterback and he's getting hit and hit and hit, you're forcing him to get the ball out extremely quick. And Joe did obviously pretty well. He he threw for a good amount of yards and he was able to hit some incredible throws, like just right on the money. But the reality is, is uh Cincy's offensive line struggles against good defenses. And I think Casey's got a good defense, right? And so we often say, you know, what uh, offense wins games, defense wins championships, right? Like, is that the same kind of thing? And I think that was just on display here. But overall, I think Cincinnati, I'll, I'll eat my words on it, bro, because early, early on in the NFL season, I know you're like, bro, they're going to turn it around. And I was like, this team is nowhere near where they were. And they did. They fucking won, I think, 11 games in a row, which is like pretty impressive. So I think uh, if you're a Cincinnati fan, you can be happy with the team. And if they can add some some small additions to help Burrow out in the pocket and protect him, dude, that team is definitely has uh, those championship aspirations, Super Bowl aspirations. Yes, I agree with a lot of what you just said. We can start with Cincinnati's O-line is trash. Burrow gets sacked more than anyone in the playoffs. You can be honest with me here, though. This game came down to the last play. If number 58 of the Bengals doesn't make that roughing the passer call, Cincinnati probably beats Kansas City on the road. Joe Burrow goes 4-0, but we get a 15-yard player um, roughing personal foul, dude, and it sets up a chip shot for Harrison Butker. So... Um, you knew I was. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I saw. Did you see some of the the Cincy players going off, like walking into the locker room? Like he was like screaming, like, like how do you do that, man? Like he was pissed about it. Like obviously, like it was an emotional response to the play. But like that was one play out of like a multitude of plays that could have happened. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's easy for everyone to just like point the finger at that dude. Rightfully so, should he hit him out of bounds? Absolutely not. Patty Mahomes was two feet out of bounds. Shouldn't have been there. It was it was a stupid it was a stupid play overall. But like I don't bring it down to like that final like that final play. You know that last little play. If we recall in that fourth quarter, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember, the Chiefs got like a whole nother down at one point in the game when it was supposed to be a fourth down. I and like I don't know if you paid attention to that or if other people, but it was like. I don't know if you saw the KC or, or excuse me, the Cincinnati coach. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Went crazy. He went ballistic mm-hmm. on the sidelines. Like, what is going on? Because Kansas City, Cincinnati had made a defensive stop and it was going to a fourth down. And the refs kind of totally were like, no, we're going to replay that third down, actually. And then they got the first down. So I personally thought that was potentially a more pivotal uh, play because that was that came down to a defensive stop and since he did stop him but the reality is the refs gave Kansas City an, a whole nother down which is kind of crazy to think about but 
I don't know, man. I, I hope they're not shitting on that one player because, like, you saw him on the sideline just balling after. Like, I'm sure he felt like the absolute worst. But, you know, I don't think it can come down to just one player. Oh, of course, man. I wouldn't even want to know what his inbox of DMs on Twitter and Instagram say right now. I bet it's I bet it's not the sunniest road. Um, but, dude, I agree with a lot of what you just said. And I don't want to open this box either that the NFL might be rigged because that was some of the worst officiating both ways I had ever seen. I saw a couple of plays where Burrow just got absolutely nuked in the backfield after the play. Like, one in particular, too. He hit his head really hard on the ground. Refs didn't call shit. But they were protecting Patrick a lot that game. He was hurt, and he looked pretty good out there. I think it was a great game. I'm excited for the Super Bowl, but as a Broncos fan, I am not rooting for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to get another Super Bowl, man. Give me give me the Jason Kelsey of the birthday brother matchup here. But how cool is that? Travis versus Jason in the Super Bowl, too? That's kind of a neat story. That's I think that's really the first cool. time. Did you see the mom's jersey? No, I haven't yet. Oh, so she, so she posted on social media, one side is Travis, the other side's Jason. <laughs> and so it's a half Chiefs, half Eagles jersey. It looks really cool, actually. Yeah, dude, that looks fuck- or that That sounds pretty cool. But I'm excited, man. Um, Super Bowl is upon us. Two weeks, bro. And well, then who's, your, that, who's your early pick? We're gonna film again next week. You can you can tell me if you want to change it. But who's your early pick right now? I'm taking the Eagles. Oh, okay. I'm taking Big Brother Jason at center and that Eagles team to run through the Chiefs. I just they seemed a little fragile this week against the Bengals, and I think the Eagles' defense is much better than the Bengals, as good as the Bengals' defense is. I think that that's going to be a tough Fair matchup point. for Patrick. Fair point. Yeah, that's a good call. It's a good call. I like uh, I like Eagles plus six and a half right now. My mind might change depending on how I feel closer to the game, but that's what I like. But dude, you brought up real quick before we move on from NFL. You brought up the Broncos. The Broncos just signed Sean Payton. Uh, for those who don't know Sean Payton, that is the ex-Saints head coach um, who had quite a long run there with Drew Brees. Uh, considered to be a really great coach, but Broncos gave up quite a lot for this man, right? I think it was two... Is it two picks? And were they like first-round picks too? Like... Or was it second round pick? Do you know? I don't, dude. I haven't dissected this enough. I the Broncos are something I'm not thinking about for a while. But I didn't <laughs> about this signing, but I did not look into the details of it. Okay, fair enough. But you did see that the that they hired him, right? Yeah, Sean Payton. I mean, there's a lot we could talk about with him. I say we save that for later in the season. But just a little sneak peek, bro. That's the bounty hunter out there in New Orleans, like. That's true. That's it's a true. Very interesting pickup, in my opinion. Is he's got what two, one Super Bowl, two? Yeah, something like that. So you got a Sean Payton, Russell Wilson duo here. Could be interesting. Could uh, be. We're gonna have to wait and see, dude. I that's the Broncos. Who knows at this point, bro? <laughs> uh, hey, we're we're thinking positive here, bro. We're thinking positive. All right, <sighs> all right. We're moving on from NFL, and the last thing we're gonna talk about, bro. You won your fantasy. Is that correct? You won this your fantasy. 
That is correct. All right. Well, first off, Degenerates, we got to give hats off to that because Bradbury won his fantasy. But if you still have access to it, bro, I would love to hear your lineup that you won your fantasy with this year. And once you give us your lineup, I want you to give me one player outside of the quarterback who you would say is a must draft for you again next year. And that's going to wrap up our, our little NFL segment. And then we'll move to a little NBA action. But before we do, if you have access to that lineup, hit us. Absolutely, bro. I'm looking right now. This was on the Sleeper app. It was a 12-team, and I don't. It just has my lineup for next year. Nobody's in. But I'll remember off the top. We were looking at a 12-league, $50 buy-in. Uh, I believe it was 450 to first place. Yeah, that sounds right. And my lineup was Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, Josh Jacobs. I picked up... Uh, Giants wide receiver, Isaiah Hodgins, really deep in. I got J.K. Dobbins uh, as a running back late. So, yeah, man, I wish I was able to read you guys my whole team. I dropped Tom Brady late in the season and rode out. I think I had Dak one game and early and then switched it over, but it was a unbelievable season. It came down to my defense getting me 12 points in the semifinals. To, uh, on Monday Night Football against Tom Brady, who put up like five. It was a wacky, wacky way to get there. So a lot of luck involved. It was dope, though. Got myself a ring. I am the king of the Degenerates League. And McKay, you have a formal invitation to join this league next year with these guys, if you would like to. It's the Degenerates League. It's on. I'm, a, I'm excited to dethrone you. I really am. <laughs> Oh, he wishes, but uh, and then I took second in another league this year. So for fantasy, it was in three leagues, your league. I took a dumping in late in the season, that's for sure. But the other two, I stayed strong and made it to the end. And we gave the Degenerates a lot of fantasy football advice on here this year. Yeah, we certainly did. We certainly did. But speaking of, before we move on, answer the second part of my question here. Who would you draft again? Or who's who's the guy... If you're saying, hey, people, this should be on your radar for, you know, eight months from now. Jamar Chase, dude. I mean, the Bengals just lost in the semis. You know, a young Joe and a young Jamar that went to LSU together, that they're going to find that chemistry, want to rebound. I think you can count on Jamar Chase having another big season next year. Love that pick. Love that pick. All right, bro. That was beautiful. Well, congrats to you. Hats off. Um, Thank you, friend. We got uh, an NBA update, bro. We are getting very, very close to the midpoint of the NBA season. Um, NBA All-Stars is actually not too far away. Um, Top story to talk about is LeBron James is creeping up on the all-time scoring record, bro. Uh, we are literally witnessing greatness uh, before our eyes, bro. And uh, not only that, I believe he just he just passed uh, in assists as well. He's like in the top ten of assists for most assists all time, and like I swear he's got like ten thousand now, which is just absolutely absurd. Um, but dude, this is dominating headlines, and he is very very close to. Uh, to passing let me see here i just want to confirm that um who he is passing before i say this so he's got over let me see 
38,299 points, bro. And he is currently 89 points behind Kareem. Okay. 89 points. So when we talk about GOAT, all-time greatest, bro, where are your thoughts? Does this affect LeBron in your mindset? Because he is going to be the number one all-time leading scorer in the NBA ever. And let me think Kareem. This is over 40 years ago. Maybe even more, bro. It's quite a mind-boggling stat, man. LeBron continues to dazzle. He aged like fine wine just as Kobe Bryant did. And I think his body's a little more durable. We're going to get a little bit longer of a career out of LeBron. Like this guy... I'm asking my friends, half jokingly, half not, is LeBron in the in the talks for MVP this season? And most of them laughed me off. But he's having a hell of a season. If the Lakers can turn it around, he's definitely in the debate of who's more valuable between him and Anthony Davis right now. And Anthony Davis is supposed to be at a primal position trying to be where LeBron was 10 years ago, right? LeBron is towards the end, and he's still potentially the most valuable player on that team. I would say so. What do you think? Him or AD, who would you take? No, easily Braun. I mean, AD's yeah. made a glass, right? Like, Braun, you take away Braun, this team is probably in the worst top four teams or top five teams in the NBA. Dude, and I know it's not the DeGen segment right now, but I have a bet from last night that is absolutely bonkers. It's from Mr. Over Under. It's a three-pick parlay for $15 and it paid, I want to say, ten to fifteen grand. I can. I'm double checking here. On, whoa, whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> and and his whole community tailed this play. So I was just seeing money getting snatched from FanDuel and DraftKings left and right last night on this bet. Let me read it off to you, dude. It's quite crazy. So we're gonna start with LeBron triple double. We're gonna go to. Dude on the Hornets, what's his name? LaMelo Ball, triple-double. And then we're going to go Nikolai Jokic, triple-double. That was the three parlay. If you put 15 bucks on that, I'm pulling up the tweet right now. Here we go. I found it. That $15 paid seven grand on that. LeBron, LaMelo, Jokic, triple-double paid 15 to seven grand. And when was that? Last night? Last night. Damn. Do you fuck around with those plays, dude? I've never... That was that was quite a lethal dagger I saw on the timeline late last uh, night. I've hit one of those plays before, the player performance doubles. They're so hard to hit, but I've hit one not for a couple of thousand, but for a couple of hundred. I think the biggest I've gotten was 600, um, and it was off of a $5 player performance double, and it was like three teams exactly like that. And yeah, they are ridiculous odds, but like, I mean, sometimes it could be like a shot in the dark, bro. Like, you know, like reality. So. Mm-hmm. Well, a little side degenerate talk there as we're talking about the GOAT LeBron James. He was plus 900 to get a tripped up last night, McKay, and motherfucker did it. He's still doing it, and he is he is quite a joy to watch. But we haven't had a KD-LeBron matchup in how many days has it been now? Do you know the exact number? Honestly, I'm not sure. Dude, KD's I, – I, they're hoping KD's going to be back before All-Star break even happens. 
So we'll see if he's got to get he's got to get healthy. So um, I think it was right. 2018, the last time LeBron and Katie met in a matchup, too, dude. Damn, damn. And the Nets aren't doing bad. They're in they're in the fourth seed for the East. So, but speaking of standings, I want to go over this with you. Uh, in the East, bro, we got Boston Celtics uh, one, uh, Milwaukee Bucks two, and Philly three. Um, Thirty-seven and fifteen for the Celtics, playing extremely well, best record in the NBA right now. Followed by the Bucks right below them, thirty-four and seventeen, and then the Sixers thirty-three and seventeen. Um, are you surprised by any of these teams? I know you haven't been watching NBA as much, but I mean, this is very similar to kind of what was happening last year. Yeah, I can't say that I'm too surprised. The Celtics, very dominant basketball team. Bucks, Giannis, very talented player. Sixers, Embiid, Harden. I'm kind of surprised the Nets are at four, though, after the big three gets shaken up. I mean, Kyrie's been a problem, but he's still a great basketball player. Same with Kevin Durant. The Cavs, I like it. Five, the Heat, two, man. Like, everyone below him's chipping, though. I wouldn't say that uh, any of those top three spots are locked yet. Yeah, a lot a lot of close games, and a lot of teams are kind of right there, one, like, within one itself. Yeah, Jonas playing incredible, and B just playing incredible, Tatum playing incredible. A lot of guys are really standing out. Let's hop over to the West because we got just as much to talk about. Uh, Denver Nuggets sitting at the top of the leaderboard, 35 and 16, followed by the Grizzlies at 32 and 19, and then the Sacramento Kings, bro. I remember you being such a big Kings fan back in the day. And so uh, I got to know that you're probably pretty excited to see the Kings in the top three in the West. Granted, I want you to know that there is pretty much a three, a four game difference between the four seed and the 11th seed. So the again, a lot of close teams, a lot of shakeups potentially to happen. On top of that, we got the NBA trade deadline that is now on the clock, and we're less than a week away from the deadline closing. And some teams are supposed to make some interesting moves, bro. So, are you surprised by any teams in the West? Talk to me about the Nuggets leading. Are you happy about that? Oh, absolutely. So the fact that they have a three-game lead on everyone in the West fires me up. It's Denver's year. We haven't been to a championship before. We've been super close many years. I think this is the year we might have been able to figure it out, and I hope we avoid the Warriors if they make the playoffs. That's all I can say until we have to play them, but I hope someone knocks them out. Grizzlies, they're a really good team. The Kings, McKay, I can't believe this team this franchise has made it to a third seed in the West. I don't expect that to stay. I think that the Clippers, Mavericks, Warriors, Suns, potentially even Lakers are all better teams than them. And I know that the Lakers are not looking great right now. But like you said, bro, a few games separating a lot of these seeds here in the West. And we got a lot of basketball left to play, as you and I both know. Yeah, that's a good take. I think um... – <laughs> Sacramento, we talked about uh, Utah early on when the season started last year, right? And how they were like leading the NBA. And we were like, whoa, this Utah team is like the dark horse. And then like a couple weeks went by and we we're like, nah. And it just started on a good note, you know, and teams started getting real. So you might be right on that Sacramento train, bro. Bro, Nuggets are playing incredible basketball. Jokic leading or he's in second now maybe for the MVP talks. 
uh, potential back-to-back again. So, dude, got to be happy if you're a Mile High basketball fan. So super excited about that. Uh, But let's keep it rolling here, bro. That is going to wrap up our little sports segment. Next week, you're going to be bringing us an update on the NHL. Um, So we're going to be super excited about that. But uh, let's hop to our picks, bro. We're actually, so it's a new year, right? It's a new year. This is segment three. This is our sports picks where we do kind of a little bit of a running tally. Uh, But the fact that it's a brand new year, we're going to slosh the board, clean the slate, okay? Uh, We ended the year 16 and four for me, Bradbury 16 and five. We freaking crushed. If you followed the picks, you freaking crushed, you guys. So we're planning to bring you just as good of picks. But with that, brand new 0-0 for 2023. Bradbury, me and you, baby. Let's give out some picks for Degenerates. Maybe two to three. It could be hockey if you want to do hockey. I'm going to probably stay on the hard top with NBA. But give Degenerates maybe maybe at least four to five days out to, to choose these uh these potential picks here. Okay, perfect. Because hockey's resuming Monday, February sixth. So perfect. we might even perfect. we might even be talking about these picks next week on the pod, depending on how we play it. But I'm gonna keep riding with them. We're gonna go right out of the All Star break, which is a little bit sketchy, but not too bad. I have faith in a lot of these teams. I'm gonna take Dallas Stars for my first pick on the ice at home against the Anaheim Ducks. 7:30 Eastern Time, February 6th. That's my first pick, McKay. Dallas Stars money line. Okay, okay. And what day was that again? February 6th. Alrighty, Dallas Stars. I like it. Good work. I am gonna hop hop over to the hard top. We're going to Wednesday. February 8th, okay? February 8th. So I'm giving giving pretty much a week out, okay? Giving Degenerates plenty of time. We got really good games going on. The first one I want to get to, the Warriors versus the Trailblazers in Portland. Get me Portland plus six, bro. I don't know what the line is at. This is a week out. This is a week in advance. The Warriors are slowly getting their shit together. They really, really are. Let's see if they can stay on the train they're going. Steph's playing really, really well. Let's see if uh, the Warriors can continue down this path or if the Blazers can upset them. Uh, The Warriors will probably be favored in this game, even though it will be in Portland. So that is going to be my pick Wednesday, February 8th for the next couple of games here. Trailblazers plus, uh, plus six, ride it. I love it, bro. You heard the man. You want to make the money. You follow the man that makes the money, and he just gave it to you. Okay, take the pick, ladies and gentlemen. My second pick is going to be on the ice because, you know, I love watching that puck slide, McKay. It's going to be Tuesday, February 7th, Tampa Bay Lightning. Stanley Cup runner-ups at home against the San Jose Sharks at 6 p.m. on ESPN+. Take the Tampa Bay money line. They're going to win the hockey game. You heard it here. He studies the ice. He lives the ice. He eats the ice. He knows the ice. Take it. That's a good pick, baby. I like it. All right. Going back to the hard top for my second pick. Wednesday, February 8th, 76ers at Boston Celtics. 
damn, this is going to be a good game. Give me 76ers plus 10. Again, don't know what the line's going to be at. I think that could be a lot closer. Or the Celtics could blow them out. We really don't know. It's it's always chippy between these two. Let's see if MB continues to play on that incredible uh, MVP run that he's going after. Or let's see if Jason Tam and the Celtics continue down the dominance path that they've had so far. So, again, 76ers plus 10 Wednesday, February 8th for my second pick. Back to you, Bradbury. I'm going to cap it there to start there. I'm just going to give two little teaser, good ice picks for you guys, and hopefully we start the train to run good this year. So that's what I'm, I'm ending on that, my friend. All right. He said, give me the gravy train. All righty. Fair enough. All right, bro. I got one more pick for Degenerates. Again, Wednesday, February 8th. There was too many good games I couldn't talk on. This is the Dallas Mavericks at the Los Angeles Clippers. It is the late game, and – Give me the Clippers money line, bro. The Clippers, I think, are getting better and better and better. And uh, give me the Clippers money line on that. But if you were like, dude, fade this guy. Fade me. Take the Mavs at plus six, bro. It's going to be close. I imagine it will be. But here's the thing. If Luka's not playing, Clippers should have this hands down. Should be an e- should be a layup, right? Should be a, a walk in the park for Kawhi and Paul George. All right? We should see about it. Ooh, one more name I want to mention. Uh, John Wall. I heard he's been playing a little basketball over there this year. <laughs> Something like that. He might be on the trade block. <laughs> True. I saw that he had one or two decent games this year. That was exciting to see. I'm a John Wall guy. It's been a minute, but that dude used to be able to ball, and I love seeing him on a roster playing. So I'll have to keep up with him this season. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Well, dude. That's going to wrap it up. Those are my three picks. You know, your two picks. Uh, overall, dude, I think we got a uh, a really good lineup for Degenerates. I'm starting out 0-0, zero, zero, just like you. So it's going to be a good day for us. But with that, bro, enough about the Gen picks. Let's hop to the next segment. Keep the show rolling here fresh off the press. This was a segment we introduced uh, late last year, bro, but it honestly became one of my favorites. Um, This is kind of a a little single headline stories that we definitely have to talk about. And so we got a couple of them to discuss tonight. And uh, let's talk about the first one, bro. I don't know if you should you should read really read what what I sent you on this, but this is absolutely absurd. Starting with the first topic off of fresh off the press, bro. A biotech firm has recently given uh, the United States approval to give a vaccine to honeybees, bro. Uh, apparently, the vaccine will be used to help fight American fowl brood disease and the insects, and it was approved by uh, the Department of Agriculture. Uh, Dolan Animal, uh, Dolan Animal Tech, and and uh, Dolan Animal Tech, the biotech company behind the vaccine, uh, is apparently, <laughs> you know, stating all for this. Right? This to me, bro, is just absolutely absurd. Why are we giving honeybees vaccines? It's an interesting story for sure i mean if we're killing honeybees as humans and we know how to save their lives like to me it's understandable that we could give the insect a 
um, vaccine. We don't want this species to go extinct. They pollinate flowers, you know, they create honeycombs and a lot of honey. Like, if we're trying to save the species, I totally understand this. Am I educated enough to say whether this is the right decision to do or not? I don't know. We had a vaccine go around that both you and I didn't take ourselves, but a lot of people around us did. So the word vaccine, it's all about what's in the package to me. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to... I just think you you run into some really scary things when you start genetically or... uh you know, modifying nature. Like, I just don't think it's a good idea. Like reality, I just don't think we should be modifying nature in any way possible. And I, I don't, I see the scary implications of this, bro. When you think about honeybees, they make honey for us. And so if they happen to get this vaccine and the honey that they make changes or is different and somehow is able to mix with if we ingest honey from a vaccinated bee how does that work like what is the implications to our body how does like i that's what I, something that i i'm generally curious about because i'm all for saving the bees i 100 think it's necessary worthy right they do a ton for us overall and they do a, a, a ton for the 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 re, like the life cycle of nature as a whole but i just really think this is going too far and this is trying to play God and this is trying to control things that we really have no idea. Like I really don't think we should be sticking any animal with needles and seeing what happens when we do it. You know what I mean? I hear your take. I think that science has a lot more of the answers than we might think that they do. Like this could be a groundbreaking vaccine that keeps honeybees alive in our ecosystem which as you mentioned are a super important part of it um but yes i can hear where it's scary too where it's like why are we modifying these wild animals that like we don't live with them we kind of just think we understand how they work but in terms of your health and the, the honey they're making and the pollination around us i don't think that that would change based on this vaccine just what my gut tells me I'd have to look more into the package, obviously. But yeah, my take is uh, I'm all okay with it if science has the black and whites checked off and this is safe and it's going to be good for the economy. That's So that's where I stand. I don't think it's playing God. I think it's just seeing a problem and being able to fix it as modern day humans. You know, we, we think we're intelligent. We think that we're, we know a lot. So if we see a problem that we can fix for the greater good, why why not try and go for it? Oh, that's an interesting take. Yeah, that's a lot more of an innocent take than I took for sure. But uh, <laughs> all right, bro. Absolutely insane to me. I don't think we should be doing this, but give us your take on this. Let us know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, speaking of vaccines, uh, Pfizer and Moderna, uh, the two biotech companies that created the COVID-19 vaccine, um, recently each announced that they will now price uh, – the COVID vaccine and boosters moving forward, I believe, uh, between 110 and 130 dollars. So think about that, huh? That was free at one point for everyone. But now they're <laughs> charging 110 to 130 dollars. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I think the U.S. government has already come out and said that's absolutely absurd. Like, how can you charge 130 dollars for a shot? Right? Like the flu shot is literally free at any Walgreens, I believe now. Like. Anybody can just go and get that. So the fact that this company is just trying to profit off of a like, you know, 
to me, this is a total profit greed thing, right? Like, you know that this was a, a, a scare for a lot of people that a lot, like everybody was recommending the shot. Everybody was trying to get the shot. And now all of a sudden you're going to raise the shot to this ridiculous price and expect everyone to get it. I don't know. I'm surprised we're still talking about this shot, McKay. I mean, <laughs> like, this motherfucker has a life span that I thought. Would well, be here's the thing, bro. They right keep now. saying they keep saying that the it's gonna mutate and new viruses. Like, we're just living in the world of viruses now, and that there's gonna be a new strain and a new shot every year or something like that moving forward. Just sounds like a sketch story to me, bro. Like I, I've been living in this COVID world, vaccine free so far, and nothing tells me in my any common sense, bro, that I'm gonna be getting a different shot for a different variant every single year. Like I'm fine, bro. I'm not dying from this. I understand that it's spreading and you know it's caused some deaths, but when it comes to my body, bro, like don't tell me what I should be putting into it. If I haven't done the research and I don't know what's behind it and I've heard some crazy stories. So yeah, like for me, dude, I'm just, I'm not going to be getting these shots and I'm taking this take early before the years to come. Like, I just don't feel like I require them and I should be able to make that choice. You know what I'm saying? And I hope it stays that way as a free American citizen. Yeah. I, I, I think you bring up a valid point and, I want to highlight um, something that David Sachs said. Uh, he, he's one of the uh, hosts of the All In podcast. And uh, he tweeted recently, he said, at the time you first got the vaccine, were you aware that it was approved under emergency use authorization with immunity from product liability lawsuits? So what that means is if they find out now that the vaccine is causing causing anything that they didn't have the opportunity to test for beforehand, you cannot sue the company and you cannot sue or anything like that. So like, I don't know, man, like this is, this is a ridiculous thing that we're even talking about. I think this is going to be developing story, but the fact that they're trying to raise the price of this shot, I mean, complete corporate greed, uh, <laughs> trying to take advantage of the situation. Right. So, um, all right, bro, let's move on. Let's talk about another, absolutely insane story talking about playing god or trying to play god have you heard about these artificial growth pods for babies bro i have not dude what uh yeah you definitely need to look this shit up because this is absolutely insane bro like this is insane this is matrix level like this company is called ectolife Okay. And essentially what they are is the first artificial womb facility. Okay. And so apparently it will be able to develop 30,000 babies a year in a lab in these so-called growth pods. And these growth pods have vials of like nutrients and all this stuff. And like, this is very, very interesting stuff bro and it's you would think we were talking about like a video game or a movie or something here i'm actually posting it in the show comments for you to like take the check this out right now because this is just absolutely insane bro like i was so taken off by this and it's in the i put it in the chat there for you but this was just absolutely insane for me um to see like this, this literally reminded me of the matrix, bro. I was like, is this even real life right now? So, 
Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, yeah, man. I was just saying, this is crazy, dude. This looks like some future gen next level iRobot shit, bro. Like, you got these egg cubicles on what look like bleachers yeah. just stacked on one of in, top of another, dude. This is, I can't believe the world of 2023. This, this is quite crazy, my friend. Like, are we, like, are we, is this even a joke? Like, is this a joke right now, bro? Like, I, I don't even know what to think, man. I don't even know what to think. I don't see anything good on this. And if you look at fertility rates, fertility rates among our generation are down ridiculous. Like, so when you think about like, oh, we need, we were once at, at one point talking about overpopulation. And now we're underpopulation. We talk about some other countries, bro. The median age, I think, of like countries like Japan is extremely old. They live incredibly long. They have incredibly long lifespans. And so majority of their workforce is going to be out of the workforce in the next 10 years, which is a huge problem for economies worldwide when you think about it. You think about 50,000 or 20,000 people getting removed from the workforce in the next five years. And then those people don't have people to replace them because the world has moved in a different direction. Like that is something scary to think about. And I'm not for this, bro. I don't see any value in this. I don't like, yo, yeah, we're, we're underpopulating. We're, we're feeding ourselves bad food. We're not taking care of ourselves. And now we're just going to grow babies in a lab. Come on, bro. Come on. I'm, I'm struggling to find the positive out of this too this is this is kind of strange to me it's whack like the regulations of just morality in life dude like creating something like this kind of just makes my skin crawl the other way dude like what yeah, what, doesn't what, what seem are we right. accomplishing yeah like what's the good out of this I don't so, know, man. What a whack thing to see tonight, though, on February first. Yeah. Like that is that is quite crazy. Our our world is certainly moving in a direction uh, I don't even think we're prepared for. But uh, speaking in um, Chat GPT, we've talked about this uh, application before. Uh, they actually, believe it or not, have over a hundred million users in the first two months. And so when you think about that, bro, think about that number. Let me say that again. A hundred million users in less than 60 days. Okay. So absolutely crazy uh, stat wise. They they have a lot of people that are showing up to their to their uh, site. And if you don't know what chat GPT is, it's an artificial intelligence uh, application that you can essentially ask questions and it will answer them. And not just any question. I'm not talking like, what's you know uh not like a google search question like you can ask it to write you a uh, a brand new uh movie script you could ask it to write you a report on the afghanistan war you could ask it you can ask it anything and within a matter of seconds it will tell you bro it's actually pretty impressive incredible from a research standpoint huge tool but we're now seeing the negative uh side effects of it and New York City public schools, one of the largest public school districts here in the U.S., uh, decide to ban it. And uh, I think Texas schools are also now trying to ban this. The, the whole approach to this, bro, is schools are looking at this as a cheating tool. 
rather than not utilizing it as a school for learning or like, right? Like it's, it's, a, it's an application for learning. Like schools should be using techniques and tools like this to enhance a child or a student's learning. And so I feel like this is the wrong approach we should be taking. Can someone totally cheat off of chat GPT and do it all? A hundred percent. Do we, do we encourage that or want that? No. But I think rather than taking the approach of like, let's ban it because it's such a bad thing, I think we need to incorporate it. We've already talked about it, bro. Artificial intelligence is here to stay. Artificial intelligence is here to stay, whether it's going to be replacing jobs in, in the fast food industry or whether it's replacing basic customer service jobs for tech companies or whether it's replacing dangerous jobs under the water or or in high uh, high pressurized situations where we don't want humans to be that's where artificial intelligence can be handy and i think we need to look at this as a a positive and not a negative but what are your thoughts on this bro should it, should chat gpt be banned i mean you're you're still finishing up what your last semester of college now uh i mean do you know a lot of people using this application or like what are your thoughts on this I think that it is a extremely powerful tool. You mentioned it, but I want to stress it even more to like the 10th power, dude. This thing could write you five different variations of papers on Moby Dick's fifth chapter. Literally. Like it, it is the most powerful thing I've ever seen. So I hear you. Yes, schools could be utilizing this towards, you know, the education system here, but in the same boat, they have no power over this it is too powerful for them to to stop like this could you could do your entire semester through this thing probably yeah and teachers i don't even know if they're going to be able to stop it because you can just ask it to write different variations for you so there becomes a time when this artificial intelligence is so advanced and so smart where it's like yeah i guess you could ban the actual website on the ip of the schools but as soon as I go to a public library, like, how are you going to stop me from using this tool? How are you going to know? Yeah, right? you're not. You're probably not. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because apparently a Princeton student uh, has recently built an app to help the teachers detect the cheating using the chatbot. So I don't know how that's possible. I haven't seen it yet, um, but apparently that's a thing. So uh, it will be interesting to see. Uh, but moving on, bro, new Alzheimer drug uh, recently was approved, uh, approved by the FDA, and it's uh, one of the very first of its kind. Okay, so get this. Um, the clinical trials of this drug weren't as conclusive, but apparently this drug is called uh, Lagembi. Uh, I don't know if I'm even saying that right, but apparently it's one of the first drugs that can show uh, slow cognitive decline in early Alzheimer's patients. So obviously, if you know anyone that's dealt with Alzheimer's or dementia or any type of cognitive decline, it is extremely tough to watch. Um, it's I've had family members uh, who have been in this stage um, and it is it's tough, man. It, it really is tough um, because ultimately when it gets down to it, the when it comes to almost the worst of the worst case by case situation, you could have like the brain of a five-year-old in the body of an 80-year-old, you know? And that's just like, that's so, that's so tough, bro. Like it's, and it's cognitive decline is extremely, you know, rapid. There's not a ton we can do about it. 
And, you know, the best thing we can do is find it now. And so I think this is a huge, huge step um, when we talk about, you know, the the progress of humans and medicine and whatnot. I think this is stuff that gets me the most excited for sure. I mean, this is kind of we talked about science early in this segment, what it could do and the limits that it can reach without us even knowing as a common human. Like, right. Like with the bees vaccination, you think it's a bad idea? I think that it could possibly be a good idea. We, this medicine and science, we didn't even know that this existed, that we could even break this boundary to discovering something new that can help with a disease like Alzheimer's. So, uh, the wonders of the world, man. There's there's always going to be questions, but it fires me up when science is able to advance to places like this and create new medicines. And, you know, I think good things come from this, and I think we can just continue progressing in the, in the right spot for this. So, but I think this is exciting stuff. This is definitely a win for, for what we're looking at from, you know, a Western medicine, you know, kind of type but moving on we're talking about airlines now southwest we talked about this in late december i think bro they are not doing too hot as you may know dude they canceled thousands of flights uh during the holiday season roughly i think uh you know the week of christmas and leading to new year's so they have certainly been in the hot seat uh a lot of headlines uh still in the news today and i believe uh, they were taking the to potentially, um, you know, talk before Congress at one point. And so a lot uh, of things are happening. The Department of Transportation, I believe, is requesting that they, you know, refund a bunch of people. And, and there's all this stuff that's still ongoing. And apparently there's been talks between different, uh, you know, news outlets stating that Southwest apparently. So they said. It was due to the the computer glitch and it was due to bad weather. New reports are coming out and saying that, dude, that they actually created more flights than they had personnel for. And so they were going to have to cancel flights way before the weather and the logistical malfunction as well. So you think and uh, just a one cherry on top of another of bad things happening if that, that turns out to be true, bro, they're in huge trouble. They're going to be paying huge fines. So, Yeah, I, I was actually uh, out at this night with a lot of different people. I was at, towards a hotel, you know, doing some things with my friends. But I remember a lot of these people got affected by this and they had to stay overnight. It was a snowy night. There weren't any rooms. You had people just kind of walking around. Uh, quite a crazy situation to be in that many flights to be canceled nationwide, bro. Like talk about a bad strike on your reputation, Southwest. I'm sure that didn't make too many folks happy in this situation. No, definitely not. And they're certainly on the hot seat and are still on the hot seat. Um, apparently they, they gave a loss on their fourth quarter of apparently 825 million. So, but I mean, the reality is, dude, people are still flying. Flights are still pricey as shit, bro. I don't know if you saw like they're still expensive as ever. So I don't know. You you see like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a huge hit to them. But I mean, if we look about, you know, we're talking about this in a year from now. I don't know if it will be. But all right, bro. Next week, I want to talk about uh, the Russia-Ukraine war. I want to give an update on that because 
that's been almost a year since that's been going on, bro. So quite a long time. And we'll give an update on that. Uh, talk a little bit of our thoughts on that. And uh, so save that for next week. But we are getting ready to wrap up the first show of the new year. And it's, dude, it's been so good to get back on the mic with you. I know we both missed this a ton. And uh, overall, bro, it's been fun. So uh, let's end the night on a good positive streak and talk about some heavy hitters from this past week. Segment five to Gen Time, baby. Let's talk some best bed slips. You want to kick off this first one? Absolutely, my friend. We got an 18 leg parlay, $10. Pay the guy eight grand. Give him his money, FanDuel DraftKings. 18 legs. He hit an 18 wheeler cruising through Kansas City. (laughs) 18 wheeler, bro. A massive parlay. Massive odds. Uh, Props to this dude. Hell of a win from this cat. Uh, You and I are going to be in this, bro. I know it. I ain't even fretting. Ain't even front. Uh, we had another better who uh, he time traveled to the future, came back, told us what the hell he found, and uh, he went back in time and he decided to place uh, the exact AFC winners. That's Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. He put two thousand on this to win a nice forty k this past weekend. So, uh, yeah. Ooh, 2k to win 40 my yeah friend. yeah yeah nice little come up right there some yeah. life-changing type of money yeah yeah that was cool for him right <laughs> cool for him i just want you guys to know bradbury's been working on our time machine for fucking ever so whenever he fixes it we'll have perfect hits for you guys <laughs> I just need to tweak a few more things, McKay, and we'll be ready to roll. You keep telling me that, man. You keep telling me that. You know what, man? Maybe I'll get this time machine working before the Super Bowl comes, and you Thank degenerates will have a complete Super Bowl story. I'll tell you what happens from beginning to end. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. We're going to give the breakdown right here. Uh, all right, bro. <laughs> Last bet of the night. This is absolutely a doozy. A doozy, bro. Travis Kels, T. Higgins, first TD and second TD. That's right. He called first. He called first TD and second TD. Travis Kelce, T. Higgins. $180. Kind of an odd wager. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. This cat won $15,400 on this. Two touchdown scores for $15,000. Less than 200 books, bro. 200 bucks. Unbelievable, bro. <laughs> like, that's got to be such a sweat watching that game, bro. Because remember, Cardarius Tony had that touchdown yeah. almost first, and they called it back. Oh, no. It was the it was Isaiah Pacheco on a run. Remember? He ran oh, out the was it? Oh, so it was Pacheco and Tony then. Because oh, I know Tony that... got, he got targeted in the end zone in the first quarter. Hey man, that game was fucking left flags left and right. I don't even yeah, want to talk yeah, about yeah. it anymore. But what a hit for this guy. That's unbelievable. 15 grand off a nice little 200 wager. <laughs> yeah, hell of a hit. Hell of a hit. Uh, listen to this last little stat of the, uh, the betting segment here. Dude, total projected handle for U.S. sports books for Super Bowl weekend. You want to guess how much total bets? Did you already see the number? You probably already said the number. Is this not an insane number, though? 
<laughs> oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> so sports books are projected to get a total wager of one point one billion dollars for the Super Bowl. One point one billion dollars. Dude, that's <laughs> stupid. And guess how many people are gonna lose money? Everyone, dude. <laughs> Everyone is going to lose money on the Super Bowl, bro. Like, think about it. Unless you choose money line for both teams and cover yourself, you have the opportunity to lose money. <laughs> and that's probably a stupid bet. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, McKay, think about the non-legal sports book too. Fliff we were talking about earlier. Bovada, my bookie. Like, you True. know that this $1.1 billion is really – I'd say even double because of the states that aren't legal and, you know, overseas. Might be. So Might be. Super Bowl spends ridiculous amounts of money. It looks like everyone wants to throw that extra money towards betting on the big day too. So, you know, McKay and I will be strapped in for that. Oh, absolutely. You already know. But did I tell you about, I guess, the last thing here before uh, we leave the gens on, on this note, did I tell you about the uh, guy who – Who's kind of predicted the last like 10 Super Bowls? You have not told me about this wizard. Yeah, I was uh I'm trying to see where I like I thought I screenshotted this photo. This dude in 2015 um pretty much posted uh his top his top 10 Super Bowls for the next 10 years. And this was in 2015. So he gave Super Bowls all the way up to 2026. And so far since 2015, he hasn't missed a beat, bro. He's hit every Super Bowl winner and he's called it beforehand. So this guy sounds crazy. I'm trying to find this tweet, bro. Gosh, where did I end up saving this? Um, Let's see here. Let's see. God, this is so disappointing. This is so disappointing. I thought I sent this to you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did send it to you. I did send it to you. So here we go. So this gent uh, posted in December 16, 2015. Since 2016, he's posted the Super Bowl. Do you want to guess who he picked for the Super Bowl this year? Give me the Chiefs. He picked the Eagles this year. Wow. <laughs> Let me remind you, he posted this tweet in 2015. And he's so, gotten every single one, right? He's gotten the Broncos in 2016, the Pats in 2017, the Eagles in 2018, the Pats in 2019, the Chiefs in 2020, the Bucks in 21, Rams last year, and now he's got the Eagles this year. He's got the Bills next year, and then he's got the Jaguars the year after that. Wow. So... What if NFL scriptwriters are just like, okay, okay. He's like, I am the NFL (laughs) scriptwriter. Dude, I don't even want to talk about it, but the refs officiating was so trash this weekend. I couldn't, dude. I really just couldn't. There was a lot of bad calls. In both games. But I think that's a good note to end on. We had a good pod, man. We talked a lot about a lot of good shit tonight. And I'm excited for the year to come and to strap in with you next week and release another killer banging pod, my friend.
That's right. This has been uh, the first pod of 2023 for us. We took a little break, took a little hiatus, got some got some good stuff rolling. We got a lot of good content for you. Next week, Bradbury's going to give maybe a little sneak peek about his new show coming up. Uh, we got an NBA podcast rolling full time now. Uh, Degenerate Media Network's on the come up, and uh, we're super excited to have you guys along for the ride. And we're super thankful for tuning in tonight. Uh, with that, I want to give a quick shout out to Degenerate Media Network. Uh, also, check out Degenerate's Talk Conspiracies. That's our new show. We're going to be relaunching uh, this actual Friday. So, that's pretty exciting. First week of February. So, that will go down. Let us know what your thoughts on that. But all in all, we appreciate you guys. Much love. Follow us, as always, at DTS Approved, and personally me at McKay Armbrus on Instagram and Twitter. And for Bradbury at Quentin A. Tweets and Quentin A. Bradbury on Instagram. Degenerates, this has been a fun one. We can't wait to talk to you guys next week. A lot of good shit. Keep your eyes on the pod. We can't wait for it. Let's go. We'll see you guys next week. Good night. Doses. Doses.